It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome one, welcome all to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB for Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Blaze Wozniak in for Rob Carney. Coming up on the show today, well, I teased it yesterday by asking the question, what happens if a councillor runs for mayor in this upcoming municipal by-election and wins? Does that mean we'll have another by-election immediately after? Seems like a bit much, but that was the exact conversation they had at City Council this week. Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt has more on that story. The Moose Jaw Police Service handed out a number of awards yesterday at a special private ceremony at Peacock Collegiate. There were eight different recipients, and we'll tell you who and what for coming up. Have you checked out the Labyrinth of Peace? It's set up on McDonald Street right behind Vanier Collegiate. It's a small shaded garden where you can go to meditate in a non-denominational space. Construction on the Labyrinth started in 20 or 2003, and it's been upgraded quite a few times since then, including a new upgrade that allows people to scan a QR code with their phone at each stage to help guide their journey. Tegan Whitco spoke with Joan Stromberg, who designed and curates the Labyrinth. That's on the way. And we're just a few days away from Homestand 21. K plus S, Homestand 21. The show that will bring Barney Bentall, Dustin Bentall, Nice Horse, Casey and Clayton, and JJ Shiplett to Roswell's Park. We'll go back and listen to the original announcement of the event that happened right here on the Heartland at noon. And we'll get some extra information from Shay Jameson, Jared Matheson, Andy Hamilton, James Murdoch, and Amanda Olson. Local weather, boy, she was cold this morning. Foggy too, but luckily we'll be entering a few days of sun and somewhat warm temperatures. That is until the rain returns. More information coming up in your full weather forecast. And in sports, we'll be talking about the Riders, the Blue Jays, the Tokyo Paralympics, and there's actually a provincial angle to the Tokyo Paralympics, something that happened today that might catch your interest. That is on the way, but first, it's time for your news. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash. Semis, farm equipment, RVs, or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon, I'm Daniel McElroy. Saskatchewan Polytechnic is the latest of Saskatchewan's post-secondary institutions requiring all staff and students returning to campus to be vaccinated. The decision was announced last week after consultation with the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the Ministry of Advanced Education. Special advisor to the provost Barb Gufteson says she doesn't think that the plan will affect student enrollment. I think people have made the decision about where they want to, uh, if they're going to attend post-secondary and where um, they've probably made those decisions already for the fall. And I do hope that this will help encourage people to be vaccinated. The school says everyone on campus must have their first shot by September 17th and their second by October 22nd. Harvest is a family affair for many farmers, with a lot of moving parts to keep track of. And with that comes the challenge of keeping everyone safe from danger. Fires and farm accidents are an unfortunate possibility as kids grow up around machinery in the field. 
Merrill Lepke lost his arm to a grain auger as a child and is now a regional representative with War Amps Canada. For kids, I would say uh, never play or be near grain augers, tractors, lawnmowers or any other mean machines on the farm. Um, For adults, uh, don't take it for granted what you do every day. Uh, Remember the safety, remember to be safe and not become delinquent in, in your job. For more safety information, look to the full story on discovermooshejaw.com. Four more people died yesterday after contracting COVID-19, while 139 new confirmed cases and 119 recoveries were also reported. Of the new cases, 46 are in Saskatoon, four in Regina, and one here in the south-central zone. 1,624 cases are considered active, and 100 people are hospitalized, including 14 in intensive care. 69% of those hospitalized are not fully vaccinated. With the mayoral by-election set for November 3rd, what happens if a current councillor decides to run for the seat? According to the Cities Act, councillors don't need to resign in order to run for mayor. This means if a councillor wins the mayoral by-election, it will trigger yet another by-election to fill that councillor's seat. Councillor Heather Eby voiced her frustration with the rule. I, I don't understand the wisdom of that in the Cities Act, and it's a Cities Act thing, it's not a City of Moose Jaw thing, but it puts a, a financial burden on the city, it, it will put, again, like you, it's hard to get a good voter turnout in one by-election, and then how are you going to, what kind of voter turnout are you going to get in one, three months later? EB says if another by-election were triggered, it would be the city's seventh election since 2009. Several Moose Jaw police officers were honoured for their outstanding work during an awards ceremony at Peacock Collegiate yesterday afternoon. Some of the awards handed out included the Mothers Against Drunk Driving Award and the Police Exemplary Service Medals. Chief Rick Barassa said usually the Exemplary Service Medals are handed out by the Lieutenant Governor. Now the Lieutenant Governor, of course, uh, has not been available for the past year and a half because of the pandemic. Um, So they have asked that uh, we do that ourselves and there will be some recognition um, uh, later. So this actually comes from the Queen through the Governor General to the Lieutenant Governor. And we're usually at Government House in Regina for these presentations. You can see a full list of the award winners on discovermoosejaw.com. And finally, a number of crop commissions in the province are looking to fill board vacancies. Sask Barley, Sask Wheat, Sask Pulse, Sask Mustard and the Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission are all looking to round out their board of directors. Sask Barley is looking to fill three vacancies, Sask Wheat has four positions open, Sask Pulse and Winter Cereals have three, while Sask Mustard is looking for one more member. Nomination forms and information on who can run for the board of director positions can be found on each commission's websites. The nomination period for board of director positions with all five Saskatchewan crop commissions is set to close Friday, September 3rd at noon. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermoosejaw.com. And now your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 35 points. The Dow Jones is up 95 points. The Nasdaq is up 18 points. And the Canadian dollar is down to 79.22 cents U.S. 
27-year-old Keely Shaw from Saskatoon has captured Canada's first medal of the Tokyo Paralympics. She won the bronze medal in the C4 3,000-meter individual pursuit in cycling. Meanwhile, 25-year-old Aurélie Rivard from Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu, Quebec, won bronze in the 50-meter freestyle swimming competition, capturing our second Medal of the Day. A Canadian military plane flew out of Kabul yesterday with more than 500 evacuees on board. However, it's not clear how much longer Canada's mission will continue, even though Justin Trudeau has offered to keep the military in Afghanistan past Tuesday's deadline for American troops to leave. Poland has ended its airlift from Afghanistan, but France says it will continue its evacuation operation in Kabul as long as possible. And on the federal election campaign trail today, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole will make an announcement in Hamilton, then attend an event with supporters this evening. NDP leader Jugmeet Singh is meeting with the mayor of Windsor, Ontario for an announcement before greeting voters with local candidates this afternoon. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau is in Surrey, B.C., where he will talk housing with a local family after making a campaign announcement. People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier continues to campaign in Quebec today, and Green Party leader Anime Paul is in Toronto and is expected to hold a news conference on affordable housing. That's a look at national news i'm chris sumner now discover moose jaw sports good afternoon i'm sean slatt the saskatchewan roughriders won't be calling an audible when it comes to the province's guidelines when it comes to fans at mosaic stadium a statement issued by the riders indicates that they will continue to rely on the expertise and guidance of provincial health officials much like they did during the reopening of mosaic stadium the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Calgary Stampeders, Ottawa Red Blacks, BC Lions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Toronto Argonauts have all announced that the clubs will require documented proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID-19 test for fans and staff. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox continue a four-game series tonight at Rogers Centre. The team split the first two games of the series after Chicago posted a 5-2 win last night. Robbie Ray gets the start for Toronto, while the White Sox counter with Lucas Giolito. And finally, Canada has its first two medals at the Tokyo Paralympics. Healy Shaw of Saskatoon raced to a bronze in cycling C4 3000 meter individual pursuit. Paris swimming star Aurélie Rivard won bronze in the 50 meter freestyle to open her Paralympic campaign. And remember, we like your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email sports at discovermooshaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Mainly sunny this afternoon with a high of 21. Let's just see what we're sitting at right now. 13 right now in Moose Jaw. Going to be reaching a high of 21. Uh, clear tonight. There it is. Clear tonight with a low of 6. Tomorrow, sunny with a mix of sun and cloud near noon. High of 23. Friday, cloudy with a chance of showers. High of 21. Saturday, cloudy with just a 30% chance of showers. High of 22. And Sunday, sunny with a high of 26. Right now, Moose Jaw 13. Regina 14, Assiniboia Gravelberg 11, Rockland Cornac 14, Swift Current 15, Elbow 12, Davidson Watrous 15. Once again, Assiniboia 11, Regina 14, and with the wind southeast at 8 and the relative humidity at 72%, it's 13 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner. 
Cool temperatures that settled into Saskatchewan overnight will be abating and will go back into a relatively good mix of weather for the next seven days. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do have some chilly temperatures that were out there this morning. We did have some cool temperatures out there this morning with temperatures getting down to some soft frost levels. There was a freeze along the Alberta border out in uh, to the northwest of Kindersley and there were a number of locations that saw temperatures to a plus two and plus three but we didn't see anything much colder than that. As we go forward through the night tonight it'll be warmer and we're expecting to see the bottom line pointed towards a warming trend. We will not be this cool again as we go forward through the next five to seven days. The warm-up will bring those afternoon temperatures back to where they ought to be at this time of the year. Upper teens through the lower and a few middle 20s will occur over the next several days and we're expecting to see some sunshine rather abundantly today with relatively light winds in the eastern half to two-thirds of the province. As we go into the afternoon, though, some of those western production areas will start feeling the breezes and we'll look for the winds to be east-southeasterly at that point in time. As we go into the day tomorrow, we'll still continue to see those winds increasing a bit across the entire province. Nothing too excessive, but it will be a lot breezier than it will be today. And we'll look for temperatures tomorrow to be solidly in the 20s across a big part of the region, it would not surprise me to see an extreme of about 30 degrees to occur in the far southwest corner. Now we will see some increase in cloud cover tomorrow with a chance for some showers developing in the afternoon and that will continue right on into Friday. The precipitation is going to be erratically distributed but the increased cloud cover will hold our temperatures back into the 20s on both those days and we'll also expect to see the rainfall rather varied across the region. The precipitation will stay with us into Saturday. In fact, late Friday into Saturday we'll see the greatest coverage so quite a few areas will have enough precipitation to experience a little bit of a disruption to any farming activity that may be expected during that time period. We'll look for the moisture totals by the time we get out towards Sunday morning when it finally turns drier again across the area to run mostly in the range of 5 to 20 millimeters. There will be some localized amounts of 20 to 30 millimeters probably centered around the Lake Diefenbaker area but we'll see that vary in future model runs. We do expect the nighttime temperatures to be mostly in the upper single digits through the lower teens through much of the forecast period. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm Lerner. Time now for your road report for Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Looking at road closures according to the City of Moose Jaw website, Sewer and water relay work on Brown Street between 12th and 13th uh, Avenue Northwest. Paving happening just for today on James Street between 10th and 11th. Uh, More paving taking place just for today on Henry Street between 10th and 11th. Uh, More paving happening just for today. Ooh, lots going on. That's on 3rd Avenue between Ominica and Staticona. So yeah, that's closed today for today just for paving. Uh, cast iron replacement still, of course, on Caribou Street West between 6th and 9th. Intersections, however, are open. And that's your road report. Time now for Paul Martin. There's an old saying that an ill wind blows no good. Well, even the ill wind of the COVID crisis brought some good, based on a new study from StatsCan on how Canadians manage their personal finances through the lockdown. Turns out we were quite prudent, and it was the most vulnerable who showed the greatest improvement. 
When the lockdown hit, the number of places we could spend money was also reduced. Restaurants closed, entertainment venues went dark, and so on. That meant each of us probably had more disposable cash sitting around. The big question was, what would we do with it? Well, to put it simply, we paid off debt. Credit card balances fell by a record amount through the lockdown, falling 20% compared to the normal 20% increase we had been posting in the years running up to COVID. And it was those with the poorest credit ratings who made the most gains, suggesting, as stats can put it, they use their savings prudently, joining the other households who will exit the pandemic with lower debt levels than when they went in. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Toonie Tuesdays are back at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Play for just $2 a hole for 18 holes, and that includes a power cart. That's just $36 for a round of golf. Toonie Tuesdays, every Tuesday after 2. Call the Hillcrest today to book your time. 693-1921. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Parish and Heinbecker Moose Jaw, focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Kelsey Nall of Moose Jaw's Parish and Heinbecker. The busy season is upon us, so save yourself some time. Download the PH app to track your contracts or look at current spot pricing. Sign up for Direct Deposit 2 to save yourself a trip down to pick up a check. And as always, give us a call to put in any targets or discuss any fertilizer or chemical needs you may have. Count on experience, count on expertise, count on Parish and Heinbecker, moving tradition forward. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome back to the show. We've got a federal election coming up next month, which has led to a municipal by-election for mayor, which may actually lead to yet another election. Basically, if a councillor runs for mayor in this upcoming municipal election and wins, we will then need another by-election to fill that individual's former council spot. Sounds like a lot? Well, Councillor Heather Eby agrees. With more, here's Sean Slatt. With the Moose Jaw mayor by-election coming up on November 3rd, what happens if a city council decides they want to run for the mayor's office? Councillor Heather Eby explained how it works from the Provincial Cities Act. In this by-election, because um, it's for the mayor, any councillors who are wanting to run in that, uh, for that position do not have to give up their seat to run. And I, th- I think, well, I can only speak for myself. I was under the impression that, oh, like if you ran for, then you, then there'd be a council seat open, and we'd do that all at the same time, and we'd have one election, and, and that's not the case. So this by-election, depending on the outcome and who runs and who wins, will could very easily trigger <coughs> another by-election in another three months after November. So I find that... I, I don't understand the wisdom of that in the Cities Act, and it's a Cities Act thing. It's not a City of Moose Jaw thing, but it puts a, a financial burden on the city. It, it will put, again, like you, it's hard to get a good voter turnout in one by-election, and then how are you going to, what kind of voter turnout are you going to get in one three months later? And I, I as I said, I, I really question the wisdom of that, and <clears throat> just going to put it out there, popular or not, I, I really feel like, I think it's great that a councillor can run for the position, I, it, and maybe everyone would want to, 
but I, I really feel like it should be if you're going to run for the position, it, you're, you're all in. Because what it does then is, as I said, triggers another by-election. And really, we are going to be around this table for the next probably six months with only six people in these chairs. And that causes issues with split votes. And so I, I really, I, I, I just don't, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of that. And again, I don't know why that's in there, but I, I think it's, I don't, th- I don't think it's great. City Councilor and Acting Mayor Don Looning agreed it would be a financial burden, but thought it would be difficult to run a mayoral by-election at the same time as a City Council by-election. If you really think this through, though, there's actually no way for that to, that for both of them to be tackle- tacked onto the same election, because there would have to be staggered candidate nomination deadlines for the mayor, and then there'd have to be, you know, because then if, you know, say if, you know, whomever as a councillor ran, and then they're running, and then they give up their, you know, if you really think about it, the logistics of it wouldn't work. However, it is extra cost, as as Councillor Eby said. So, I mean, I don't know how we get around that, but... But it is good for the for Moose Jaw to know that there could quite possibly be another by-election after after this one, right? It, it's it's definitely good information to have. EB disagreed and felt it could be done. How I would see it is if a councillor or two councillors or six councillors decided they wanted to run for that mayor's position, you give up your council seat and you run for the mayor and you don't win and you've given up your seat. So then you if you have three councillors running... Then you run for the mayor, and you run for three council candidates. I don't think it's that complicated. And then I, because I, I feel this, we could all run, because there's, you got nothing to lose, right? Got nothing to lose. And another by-election 2022, that means we will have seven elections in the city of Moose Jaw since 2009. The call for nominations is set for September 15th. So far, no councillors have publicly announced their interest in running for mayor. For Discover Moose Jaw News, I'm Sean Slatt. The federal election is set for September 20th, and that municipal by-election where we will select our new mayor is set for November 3rd. Switching things up, the Moose Jaw Police Service handed out eight awards yesterday at a special ceremony at Peacock Collegiate. Sean Slatt is back to tell us more about that, what awards were handed out, and who won. The Moose Jaw Police Service handed out a number of awards at Peacock Collegiate Auditorium on Tuesday afternoon. Constables Brandon Braun and Alana Coghill were presented with the Mothers Against Drunk Driving Awards. They were presented the award by MAD Community Leader Destiny Schaefer. I am so passionate about MAD as my sister Demi was killed in a car accident in 2018 as a result of a drunk driver. My goal in the future is to hopefully save someone else from making the same mistake my sister made. That cost her her life. Today I feel so honoured to give out a few awards to some very special officers who are keeping the streets safe and from drunk drivers, and I absolutely cannot thank you enough. The Police Exemplary Service Awards were given to Superintendent Taylor Mickleborough and Sergeant Chad Chetsky. Police Chief Rick Brassa says this ceremony was unique compared to previous years. Now this is a federal honour generally bestowed upon members by the Lieutenant Governor. Now, the Lieutenant Governor, of course, uh, has not been available for the past year and a half because of the pandemic. Um, So they have asked that uh, we do that ourselves, and there will be some recognition um, uh, later. So this actually comes from the Queen through the Governor General to the Lieutenant Governor, and we're usually at Government House in Regina for these presentations, but we're doing it here in beautiful Peacock High School this afternoon. 
This is a recognition of police officers who have served in an exemplary, an exemplary manner, um, presenting good conduct, industry, efficiency, and making communities a better place. Mickleboro was also awarded a commission, Barassa explains. And this commission comes from the Queen to a member of a police service who is promoted to the rank of inspector, superintendent, deputy chief, or chief. And it's a lifelong appointment to that rank. <clears throat> and what, that, what this appointment does is it vests the member with the powers of his or her office by Her Majesty the Queen. And it symbolizes trust and confidence in loyalty, integrity, and ability. Superintendent Devin Olnick also received his 20-year exemplary service medal. Meanwhile, the police service honored Superintendent Brent Mackey, who retired this year after over 37 years with the Moose Police Service. Brassa said Mackey is greatly missed around the police station. Brent put in a lot of years in policing, and it was, it was part of who he was. He invested his heart, his soul, into making the police service, into making the community, into making people's lives better. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, he was always there when we needed him. And uh, Darlene, I'm sure <laughs> there were a lot of nights that <laughs> you have him back now. Um, and Brent was, um, as a police officer, was so diligent, so thorough, paid such attention to detail, which, to be quite honest, he was the yin to my yang. Because I can jump to conclusions about kicking go places. And Brent, can you do the face when I start charging away? And as soon as I saw that expression, I thought, oh, slow down here, buddy. <laughs> Did you think about this? <laughs> uh, Brent, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's already been, uh, been tough without you, and I miss you every day. Uh, but I'm so happy for you that you're enjoying your retirement and spending lots of time at the lake. And, finally treating that special woman in your life the way she should be treated instead of oh okay <laughs> instead of ditching her all the time it's to a work come in progress her. let's just say that. but brent from all of us at the, uh, the police service thank you so much mackie said working with the musha police has been the greatest job in the world well 37 years eight months and 13 days to be exact you say it really fast it sounds like a long time but really when you look back it doesn't seem like it was that long. The Moose Jaw Police Service has provided me with an opportunity for a great career. And I guess when I look back and I ask myself if I had to do it all over again, would I? In a heartbeat. And um, seen many people come and go and been through seven chiefs, eight chiefs, and I honestly have to say that Chief Barassa is the best chief that I ever worked for. Um, but uh, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. And I wish everybody, I miss the people. I can honestly say I don't miss the work. Um, it was time, and I was done. But I do miss the people. And I just ask that you all take care of yourselves. Thank you very much. For Discovery Mushan News, I'm Sean Slatt.
Time for us to take a break. When we're back, we'll hear from Joan Strumberg, who will give us an update on the Labyrinth of Peace. We'll also hear Rob Carney in conversation with River Street Promotions about Homestand 21. K plus S, Homestand 21. I always forget that K plus S. That takes place this weekend, and it's next on the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Summer's not over. There's still lots of time to enjoy all your favorite summer drinks from Urban Cellars. And with fall just around the corner, they know you can't wait to cozy up to your fall favorites either. For a cocktail perfect for any occasion, visit Urban Cellars, proudly serving all of Moose Jaw. The Farm Stress Line is run by people who know farming is full of uncertainties, and that uncertainty causes stress. When it starts to get to you, it's important to deal with it as quickly as possible. If you're having trouble sleeping, feeling depressed, anxious, or having suicidal thoughts, call the Farm Stress Line, free and confidential, and well worth the call. 1-800-667-4442. 1-800-667-4442. There's nothing like it. The team racing up the ice and the roar of the crowd when your home team scores. Your Moose Jaw Warriors are back. You've missed being in the stands, so let's pack the arena for the 2021-22 WHL season. This is your year to become a Warrior season ticket holder. Make it happen now. Online, mjwarriors.ca. Early bird pricing for season tickets is in effect until August 27th. Go, Warriors, go. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. And we're back to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. I'm Blaze Wozniak. Construction on the Labyrinth of Peace started in 2003. The Labyrinth consists of 11 meditation stations, each created by a local artist. And it's situated on McDonald Street, right in front of Vanier Collegiate. Tegan Whitco spoke with curator and designer of the Labyrinth, Labyrinth, Joan Stumberg, for an update. So we'll start off by introducing our guest, Joan Stumborg, Labyrinth Committee Chair here in Moose Jaw. First of all, Joan, thanks so much for taking out time in your day to do this. Hey, thank you for having me. So tell us about the labyrinth here in Moose Jaw. I, I understand it's located right by Vanier Collegiate. It's a non-denominational spiritual space of meditation. What else can you tell us about it? You nailed that. That is absolutely fantastic. And it is uh, set up as a garden meditation. So there are 11 sites to go to, and they are QR-coded now, so you just need to scan and go on your own device. So you can listen, and it's zero contact, so it's very COVID-friendly. You, everything's set up in there, so you can just hold your phone over top the code and, and do that, and there's a journey for adults, for youth, and for children, and they're all QR-coded that way. Boy, isn't technology a wonderful thing? It is indeed. You so, can also download it ahead of time to your device as well. Oh, nice. So then we can show up and, and we can get to meditating. I know it's not usually a, a thing that we like to hurry, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not something to hurry. But, you know, with this whole push for uh, mental health and wellness and mindfulness, 
it's really key for us to take time in our day to do these kinds of things. So you can either do the whole journey or you can select sites that speak to you and just do those as part of a mindfulness activity. So, Joan, this labyrinth has been around for for quite some time. Talk about the process and where you started and how you got to where you are now. The construction of it began in 2003, and the grand opening was 2008. And then we've just continued to do upgrades and that to get it more technologically friendly so people didn't have to book out devices from places. So, yeah, it's been around now for quite a number of years, since 2008, the grand opening. And lots of people who've gone through have said, you know, more people need to know about it. And and word of mouth is a wonderful thing, but so is our, our local media. And you guys are extraordinary at getting word out about community opportunities. And this is a one-of-a-kind labyrinth in the world. Um, this was southern Saskatchewan and primarily Moose Jaw driven, designed, even the soundtracks and everything was all done by local artists, local artisans, local musicians, um, local studios. So this is very unique to have 11 stopping stations in a walking labyrinth that guide you through your own life and your own life experiences. Absolutely. And encouraging people to take advantage of this non-denominational meditation space. How long will you be open for? You know, it's as long as weather's permitting. Um, once underground sprinklers have to be blown out, then we have to shut down. So that's always dependent on, on weather because our waterfall and pond is connected to the underground water systems. So once the weather changes, we got to shut her down. So usually it's into October. Okay. Speak to, um, if you if you don't mind, Joan, speak to some of the benefits of meditation, especially coming off of, well, you know, a year of pandemic-related restrictions or more than that. Um, why is meditation so beneficial? We need the time to slow ourselves down. And that is huge in this world of hustle and immediate. And also with all the pressures of the lockdown and, and COVID, it's just set a chain of events in motion in terms of mental health and and that sense of isolation and not be feeling that connection. So this this really helps you reconnect with yourself, uh, with the Creator or God or whatever you perceive that to be, and to the world around you to look at how you can take your special light and being into the world. And that is so key to slow down and to look at how can we connect in a meaningful way with people and creation around us. A safe, beautiful space, might I add, to practice some mindfulness. Joan, is there anything else that you'd like to add today? No, just that you're in the great outdoors there. It is safe. It is contact-free, so take your device. So you just need to download a barcode or QR code scanner if you want to scan and go on site. And a good set of earbuds is good because there is traffic on McDonald Street, so, um, and it's wheelchair accessible. So if you download, um, just offload right on McDonald Street, and you can go right in for walkers or wheelchairs. Wonderful. And and I suppose we should ask you really quickly here, Joan, what is the name of the app? Uh, the 
it's on our website, www.labyrinthofpeace.ca. You can download the meditations, or if you just download a QR code reader app, uh, and that's available, I think, through Google Play stores and, and just online, um, then any QR code reader will read those codes and take you immediately to the meditations and music that accompanies them. Joan, thanks again so much for this. Uh, excited to learn more about the labyrinth and can't wait to come check it out. Oh, we would welcome one and all to that experience. It, it can be life-changing and transformational for sure. The labyrinth has taken over a decade to complete and cost between seventy dollars and $100,000. Would be worth checking out, of course. Moving on now to Homefield 21, K plus S, Homefield 21. There it is again. The one-day music festival taking over Roswell's Park this Saturday. Let's revisit the interview between Rob Carney and members of River Street Promotions, Shay Jameson, Jared Matheson, Andy Hamilton, James Murdoch, and Prairie South School Division's Amanda Olson. It's taking place outdoors at Roswell's Park. Roswell's Baseball Park, Rob. Yeah, it's uh, first of its kind. Uh, we thought long, this this type of event has been long overdue for the city of Moostraw. So we're planning it, and it's it's happening. We're wide open. Restrictions are lifted. We're having a big show. We are, we are, yes. So, like you said, Rob... Saturday, August 28th in the downtown historic ballpark of Roswell's. We're bringing in the acts being Barney Bentall and the Caribou Express as the headliners with J.J. Shiplett, Dustin Bentall, One Horse, a great female country rock band. It's Nice Horse. Nice Horse. <laughs> One Horse Town. That was a few years back. Right. Nice Horse. Thank you, Rob. And Casey and Clayton, And right? Casey and Clayton from down around the Wood Mountain area, I believe, or district. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we have to remember, Rob, that we have a very, very uh, key partner in this as well as being Joel Stewart, which I think... You, we may be communicating with him momentarily. Yeah. He's really our music connection guy, and he's the contacts that that man has is just unbelievable. And people will remember him from One Horse Town, so that's where, that's where I, I mentioned that. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Nice horse. So, I'm familiar with their music. Yes. They're fabulous. Band. They are. They are. And, of course, we're familiar with Barney Bentall. I right. mean, he's got a number of his greatest hits of all time. On eight hundred CHAB. That's right. Yeah. This is a this is yeah. fabulous. Um, maybe, uh, um, um, Garrett, if I could get you in here for a second, you've got connections with Barney Bentall. Like you, you and him are tight, right? Uh, I'm close with his uh, son Dustin. Yeah. So we've done a couple shows with Dustin, and we've done one with Barney before at the rooftop of the Grand Hall way back when we did a private little show. But yeah, no, Dustin's through all the time. Stays at my house. Cool. Good dude. <laughs> and he'll be on stage too at the show, right? Yeah, Dustin will play with his with his dad, and he'll also have his own band uh, playing earlier in the day. So it's going to be a great show. Yeah, very cool. Uh, hopefully the weather is good, right? It's going to be beautiful, Rob. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Paint the picture for me. How are we going to pull off a show at Roswell's Park? Like, where's the stage going to be? Where Where are we sitting? Uh, the stage is going to be at the backstop. Um, so the, the field will be the... Um, the seating area for everyone. It's going to be a bring your own lawn chair or blanket. Um, fam- excuse me, family fun event, and yeah, it's going to be just a beautiful show under the lights. We uh, 
me and James just took in Krugel Fest this weekend to check out the stage that we're going to be using. So their stage is going to be, uh, hopefully we don't have to crane it in, but if we do, we will. Um, it's going to be an awesome light show and great music. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. James, if we can get you back in here for a second. Uh, tell us about uh, uh, the proceeds. This is a River Street Promotions is a nonprofit organization. Yes. And and you're going to be uh, uh, delivering the proceeds of this great event to a very special cause. That's correct. Uh, it's something that us group of guys, when we first started discussing, we thought, uh, d- especially during the COVID time, I think that if uh, someone said to you that at different points there may be, you know, that they weren't struggling with, you know, mental health, that that would possibly be a fib. But something that's near and dear to us is today's kids and youth. They really were being pulled in all directions throughout the COVID time. You know, is school on? Is it not? Do I have to do online this week, not next week? Can I even acknowledge my friend walking down the hallway? So all dollars that we raise, uh, uh, let me say the majority of dollars that we raise will be directed to mental health initiatives with a partnership that we've developed with the Prairie South School Division, not only for our local Moose Jaw schools in the city, but also in the rural regions of the Prairie South for the schools. We all agreed that sometimes the rural maybe gets forgotten, but we want everyone to be part of this. And with Amanda's guidance, with, uh, you know, information that she was able to pass along to Shay and Andy and discussions that they were having with her, I think it's really going to be something that's very meaningful and very powerful. And uh, we're going to be, in our own quiet way, very proud of this. But it is for the youth and uh, because they are going to be our future leaders, and uh, we need them. Yeah, we desperately do. And then also, too, Rob, because the event is being held in conjunction with the city of Moose Jaw, they had to agree to allow us to use Ross Wells because it falls under the umbrella of Parks and Recreation. Um, a portion of the proceeds will be gifted to Ross Wells for further beautification and uh and in its own way, that's something that I think is helping the youth of the community as well. So it's, so really it's, uh, it's good for everyone involved. A win, win, win. You mentioned Amanda. Amanda Olson is the Prairie South School Division Superintendent of Learning. Obviously, uh, this is a partnership you couldn't say no to. No, this is a very exciting opportunity as we dive into the interim provincial education plan, which has three priorities, one of which is mental health and well-being. Divisions across the province recognize that there is a need to focus on the mental health and well-being of all of our staff and students and that this need was intensified by the pandemic. So the hope now and in the future is that there can be interministerial collaboration as well as partnerships with stakeholders and organizations to support the mental health and well-being focus. So this is an amazing opportunity and we're glad that, that these gentlemen brought it our way. And, and we are excited for all of the opportunities that it brings to, to our students. Um, but not only our students, the community. I also sit on a community wellness collaborative that has representatives from Holy Trinity, Journey to Hope, um, the Saskatchewan Health Authority, Family Service Bureau. And so there's some opportunities to explore some options there to support other members of our community as well. Awesome. Usually the education system is battling and scratching to get funding. And here it is landing on you, hey? It was, and it's great. We really appreciate it and look forward to the opportunity to work together to support our kids.
K plus S, Potash, Homestand 21. Again, happening this Saturday. There's two different ways that you can get your tickets. Either at the May Wilson Theater box office, you can go down there and buy them in person. Or if you want to buy them online, go to sasktix.ca. Time for a break. When we're back, we'll get an update on some construction that you may have seen in Waccamaw Valley. Then after that, we'll revisit this morning's 15 Weeks of Winning qualifier. That's all next on the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Picture yourself on the ball field, a refreshing drink in hand, hanging with old friends, and that sweet, sweet sound of live music. Moose Jaw this Saturday. It's K Plus S Homestand 21 at Ross Wells Park. Gates open at 3. One day music festival with headliner Barney Bentall and the Caribou Express. Get your tickets now in person at the May Wilson Theater or online at sasktix.ca. K Plus S Homestand 21, a production of River Street Promotions. Proudly supported by 800 CHAB. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Mainly sunny today, a high of 21. Tonight, clear and a low of 6. Tomorrow, sunny with a mix of sun and cloud near noon, a high of 23. Friday, cloudy, a chance of showers, a high of 21. Saturday, cloudy, a chance of showers, a high of 22. And Sunday, sunny and a high of 26. Prairie Skies Integration Network is holding a public launch at Crescent Park today until 4 p.m. Prairie Skies Integration Network is a group that works behind the scenes, supporting vibrant and welcoming communities for newcomers and residents in Moose Jaw and the surrounding region. There are also launches planned for tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 126 Athabasca Street in Gravelberg and Saturday from 11 to 2 at Town Hall Park in Davidson. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discardmooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, I'm Shane Folk. I'm pitmaster and owner of Hillside Smoke and Q, and uh, we're inviting you to enter Smoke in the Valley's amateur backyard competition this fall. We're going to be out at Buffalo Pound this year. They're blocking off a whole section of the campground for us, so each team will get a powered campsite. The rest of the, the info is up on our Facebook page there, Smoke in the Valley, or they can shoot us a message if they've got any specific questions. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Have you noticed... A bunch of construction happening down in Waccamaw Valley lately. Ever wonder what it is? Well, Bevan Harleton, Director of Engineering Services with the City of Moose Jaw, he talked to us about what exactly is going on down there. Bevan, people have been seeing a fair amount of uh, excavation and construction going down in uh, Waccamaw Valley. Um, what's all that all about? Yeah, so what, what, what we have there is two uh, lift stations that are about 60 and 65 years old, and the way they're set up is partially redundant. And by that, I mean the one lift station is pumping into the adjacent lift station, and then that one lifts the sanitary out of the area. So there's an efficiency to be gained to replace both of those uh, with one manhole-style lift station. 
So that that's the efficient the efficiency that we can gain, and then the the catalyst for the work though is just the condition of the the two uh, existing lift stations and the infrastructure in them. You know, obviously uh, codes and regulations over the last 16, 65 years have changed. So there's a number of things in there. Um, you know, redundancy internal to the systems uh, that that aren't there. Things like electrical upgrades and and access. A lot of things going on with those old lift stations. But fundamentally, the pumps and the, and the equipment in them are at the end, well past their service life. And so you're not just having to replace the, the lift stations or the pumps. It looks like you're doing all of the piping as well, right? Yeah, that's correct. So between the Churchill lift station and the Valley View lift station, what we can do is we can gravity drain from the existing Churchill over to Valley View. So remove that forced section of sanitary main gravity drain over to where the Valley View lift station is and then put in our new manhole lift station. And then uh, for the, the force main coming out of uh, the new lift station, we're using the old alignment for that pipe, but we're putting in a new pipe as well there. Okay. It's it looking like a fair bit of, of, of ground getting torn up there and, and a, a few trees being cut down, and that's right in the in the Waccamaw Valley Authority's um, disc golf course there. Is there going to be uh, any kind of reclamation effort afterwards? So this contract, like any of our contracts, would have provisions for uh, reinstatement topsoil feeding and then tree replacement as, as required. There's a bit of conversation when we're removing poplars, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but if we're removing poplars, there's a question there. Is this a tree or is this a shoot of the tree beside it? But broadly speaking, a tree that's getting removed from one of my capital projects gets replaced. Hopefully that explains things a little bit as to what has been going on in Waccamaw Valley, just in case you noticed all the construction trucks and wondered what was going on. I know we felt the exact same way. Uh, Earlier this morning, we got our third qualifier of the week for week 14 of 15 weeks of winning. The prize this week is a awesome gift pack from Tristan's Treats. It's a $100 gift certificate, a $200 surprise bag, and 12 $30 monthly mystery subscription boxes. You get one a month for the next year. That is awesome. The question I was asking you guys on the morning show this morning, the average person will spend $501 on this per year per child. What is it? The average parent will spend $501 on this per year per child. What is it? Here's how the call went this morning. Good morning, 800-CHAB. Who's this? It's Greg. Hey, what do you think the answer is? Would it be school supplies? Whoa, we got it our first try. I thought this would take a little while, but yes, it is school supplies. That was a good guess. Is that, uh, do you have kids? Four girls. Oh, wow. So is uh, $501 fairly accurate? Pretty close. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I did not realize it cost that much. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but uh, as someone who has three sisters, I imagine my parents were in the same boat as you were when it came to back to school. Just uh, I would imagine. Boys are a lot easier to buy for than girls, I'll tell you that. That is very true. What's bizarre, too, about the school supply shopping is it's always the same things every year. You need, you know, a bookcase, markers, blah, 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 but... The kids always still want something new. The one from last year is no longer cool. Oh, they don't yeah, no, they got to get a new outfit, and then they got to get new sneakers, and 
Well, you know the price of sneakers, holy mackerel. Oh, I know, yeah, everything's ridiculous right now. Well, you have got your name in. Uh, you're one of the qualifiers for week 14 of 15 weeks of winning, and you could get that awesome prize pack from Tristan's Treats. We'll make the draw on Friday. Thank you very much. 15 weeks of winning is all brought to you by Against the Grain Artesian Gallery and Tattoos, Cattle Country Beef, Iron Style House, and Fish's Pharmacy. And don't forget that we also have Farm It Forward going on. This is with us in Global Agrisk Solutions. We want you guys to tell us a little bit about your farming operation. You can send a picture if you'd like, and we'll hook you up with 50 bucks to spend at onestopeats.ca. And that's not all. We'll also allow you to pass on another 50 bucks to another farming operation. Everyone who's enters, who entered, who will, let me start that over again. Everyone who enters, that's proper English, will have their name put in to a prize draw, which we will do on September 7th, where someone will win $1,000 of FMC Express SG, all from Parrish and Heimbacker. That, again, will be announced on September 7th during the Heartland at noon. Here is the winner from this morning. Hi, is this Brandy? This is. Hi, Brandy. It's Courtney Fielder calling from Country 100 and 800 CHAB. How's it going this morning? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I am just calling because you entered in for a Global Egg Risk Solutions Farm at Four contest. Yeah. And you are today's lucky winner. Awesome. Yeah, so you're getting hooked up with 50 bucks to spend with our friends at onestopeats.ca here in Moose John. A lot of great options there for you uh, when it comes to some great meals for you. And, of course, too, you also get to farm it forward, which you said you wanted to farm it forward to your dad, right? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your farming operation you guys have out there in Moss um, Bank. Um, my dad and my brother farm on the land he grew up on. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So lots of generations then throughout that farm. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's great. Well, yeah, we're going to give your dad a call up here as well this morning and share the good news with him. Farm It Forward, that's all brought to you by Connexus Credit Union, GGL Commodities, Egg West Service, Factory Optical, and, of course, One Stop Eats. .ca. And that does it for the Heartland at Noon today. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for hanging out. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning on the CHUB Morning Show, where we'll be getting yet another qualifier for 15 weeks of winning. Make sure you tune into that. And don't forget that you can also sign up for one of our bonus weekly prize packs with 15 weeks. Go to discovermoosejaw.com. You'll see 15 weeks of winning on the right-hand side. Click that and you're good to go. You'll also see Farm It Forward there as well. If you have a farming operation you want to show off and you want to try and get some free food. Either way, that does it. I'll be back tomorrow morning. So until then, have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday and I'll talk to you later. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original flex draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FD2 flex draper. When was the last time you watched a video? Yesterday? An hour ago? Maybe you're watching one right now. People love video, and for business owners, video is a great way to promote your people, your products, and your business in an engaging way. 
Homefield can help with professional videography services to promote your business. Maybe you need a training video or product demonstration video. We do that. We'll even look after where your video plays to help you reach new customers. Video, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh, wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cashback membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. And it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Time now for the best of Carney's comments. I've been trying to imagine how it would have been if we had been hit with a pandemic when I was a schoolboy back in the 70s and 80s. Of course, we didn't have the technology we have today. No cell phones, computers, or iPads. I imagine we would have been allowed to gather our textbooks and notebooks to take them home and get busy. I do remember being very sick back in grade 9 or 10. I had missed a full week with pneumonia. One of my teachers called the house to check on me and said she'd be sending me some homework so I could keep up. One of my friends showed up with a stack of text and notebooks. I was overwhelmed by the simple sight of it all. I would bounce back and get back to class, and about a week later, I failed a chemistry test miserably. That friend of mine who brought my homework over to the house got 100% on his test. No kidding. I said, I don't know how you do that. How can you know the answers to all of those questions, I asked. He said, I read the book. I said, what book? He said, the textbook. That's why they give them to you. Who knew? I'm Rob Kearney.